What's up guys? Just before we start the show, we want to let you guys know that if you're looking to support the show, we now have ways for you to do so. Now, producing these episodes takes a lot of time and without any financial support, it's going to be difficult to say how long we're going to be able to keep this show going. However, now we've got some ways for you to show your support if you would like to via various platforms. For our China listeners out there listening to this podcast on Shimalaya, if you click on each episode and go to the description box, you will now find ways for you to support the show via Alipay and WeChat Pay. And for those who are listening abroad, If you'd like to show some love, you can send your donations to paypal.me forward slash yishuantio, which is P-A-Y-P-A-L dot M-E forward slash Y-I-E-S-E-A-N-T-E-O-H. Or you can subscribe to us on Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes below. In any case, thank you so much for your support, regardless of whether or not you do donate. We are thankful and appreciative for all our listeners out there. We hope that you tune in to every episode. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. Back to life, back to reality. Welcome to the Podcast, a bilingual podcast where every week we use Chinese and English to explore various social, cultural and contemporary issues in the aim of giving our listeners a useful tool to improve either or both their English or Chinese language ability. Hello, my name is Sean and today I'm going to give you a quick introduction to myself and also an introduction as why I started this podcast and then I'm going to tell you a story of mine whilst I have been here. Um, some things that I find interesting and important and hopefully give you a bit of an outlook as of what this podcast is going to entail and um, deliver for the future. So to begin, my um, I came to China in 2017 to learn Chinese and during that time I've also had experiences Uh, teaching English. So there have been a couple of things that I have observed whilst I've been here. Now we all know that to learn a language the most important thing is that we have to practice. We need people to speak to and luckily for me being in China that has been a lot easier than if I was back at home in London trying to speak Chinese. In this environment, I'm forced to speak Chinese because people here speak Chinese. They don't speak English and it has been great. It has really accelerated my learning ability of this beautiful language. But unfortunately, for those of you who don't have that opportunity to speak the language to someone on a regular basis, whether that be Chinese or English, the tools that are available to you in order to practice acquiring your language skills are pretty limited. So 
that was one of the reasons why I started this podcast. So during my time here, I have run into a couple of problems either I have been having or the people around me have been having in trying to pick up their second language. So from my perspective, learning Chinese has been relatively easier than those around me trying to pick up English. Um, you know, I'm in an environment where I can literally go down the street and talk to someone in Chinese whilst those here who are trying to learn English, it's a lot more of a difficult task because they don't have readily access to people willing to speak to them in English. And as such, what I have seen is that, um, you know, Chinese people, their English reading and writing ability is far stronger than their listening and speaking ability. Secondly, being someone who is learning Chinese, the one thing that I do think English learners have an advantage in is that they have more variety of interesting media to consume. Now, what is media? Media is any form of entertainment. So, that includes music, videos, movies, TV shows, uh, and the like. So, what I have I found when trying to consume uh, Chinese media? I have found that the Chinese media is on one level very difficult because um, actors just speak really quickly and I found that very peculiar as in a lot of English media people talk a lot slower so it's far easier to understand and on the other hand uh, English speaking media is I think a lot more interested or should I say suited to my taste and why I say that is because a lot of Chinese media revolves around family, society and very day-to-day sort of activities whereas English-speaking media is far more outlandish. It, is, it revolves around more crazier things, things that, we, that probably wouldn't, uh, that you couldn't imagine existed and that's just a lot more interesting to me. Um, so that kind of gave me an idea of trying to create a tool to help both uh, English and Chinese speakers um, practice their language skills. Secondly, I think that um, one of the things that I really enjoy listening to is podcasts. And podcasts are just not famous in China. And I always found that very peculiar. Um, As a medium, it is very, very easy to consume because uh, whilst you are on the bus or on your way to work, you can play a podcast and listen to something that will entertain you whilst doing something else. On Shimalaya, of which this podcast, amongst other platforms, is on. Um, For those who don't know, Shimalaya is the Chinese audio platform there it consists mainly of audiobooks of lectures uh, of news clips but not really podcasts 
and you know podcasts are just not that famous in China but I think podcasts are a platform or should I say a media that will be very big in China just because of how simple it is learning is very difficult when you get to an older age you just don't have the time nor the resources to spend on learning something new and the best way that i think um adults nowadays learn is through entertainment so something has to be entertaining and uh, educational for you to pick something up and that's why podcasts are so good now, through podcasts i've learned so much i've learned about ancient civilizations i have learned about different philosophies i have learned about new sciences around the world and i think being early into this game will um, hopefully this podcast is going to not only build traction but be a really useful tool in your everyday learning uh, toolbox so moving on um i want to talk about my experience going back to my laojia in chaoshan i am a british born malaysian chinese which means that i am the son of an immigrant who is also the son of an immigrant <laughs> which is quite funny <laughs> we originally are chinese ethnically but coming here has made me realize that you know i don't have as much in common with mainland chinese people as i do with people from the uk um, and to add to that i also don't have as much in common with malaysian chinese people as that as i do with those in the uk and yet in the uk I will probably get asked the question where are you from which I basically do everywhere <laughs> no matter where I am um so you know some people think that because of that I would have a very complicated very difficult a very interesting sense of belonging um and when I was younger I used to also think about this question but now that i'm older i've realized that where you come from or that sense of identity is not so important to me i have met people from all over the world and i can say i have been blessed to call um, very interesting people my friends which means you don't have to have this sense of belonging to just feel loved and respected i think you can get that feeling from just meeting um good people being surrounded by them but at the same time i've always wanted to meet my family in china and whilst i've been here i've managed to do that and i never thought i would ever would and i think that has been amazing during uh april 2019 i went to see uh, my family on my dad's side 
and you know we're from a really poor village a lot poorer than I thought we would be and it's really quite humbling just to imagine if fate had uh, been different you know where would I have been uh, if uh, not for a couple of decisions that were made 100 150 years ago so anyways uh, seeing my village had made me realize just how important family and blood is not in that you should treat your family more than you should treat anyone else i don't believe that i think you should just treat people well in general but to feel and to see where you've come from I mean, the history of your bloodline, it's quite, uh, how can I say it, a very uh, humbling experience, a very, it makes you feel uh, just in awe, inspired, I don't know if inspired is the right word, maybe just, you feel quite uh, amazed just a bit speechless it's it's really interesting for example i saw that i had 17 generations of my bloodline that had still been recorded in our ancestral temple that was that was quite uh, amazing um but you know there were a few things that i thought were uh, quite interesting and kind of touch on things that I find really important. So the first thing is, whilst I was there, my uh, relatives from here, their sense of personal finance was a little strange. Um, I used to work in the finance industry. I have an economics degree, so this is an area of interest of mine, which will hopefully come about in future episodes of this podcast as I feel that discussing things about personal finance is really important to all of us especially those who are looking to perhaps retire early to be successful to earn um, to have a good life and we all know that to have a good life we need money I mean that is just a fact so why do I say that it was really interesting? Well, uh, in the village, there needs to be, uh, each villager has land and the land has to be claimed. And the way the land gets claimed is that you say that and you do build a house on that land. Now, I have um, my family they have done that and they have built these houses but for some reason for a family of three mum dad and child they built a house that's got eight rooms and four floors and I think that is a little bit ridiculous because if you only have three people living there and you have no way of renting that house. Why do you need a house so big? Um, there is a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
and in this book um, the author Robert Kiyosaki talks about two fathers that he has a poor father and a rich father you know chong baba fu baba rich dad and a poor dad and his poor dad you know he has these ideas of how he should live his life and the way he lives his life basically makes him poorer whereas his rich dad on the other hand the way he lives his life makes him richer now it's a very oversimplification of life but i do think that these mindsets what you really need in order to be successful uh, why do i say this i say this because there are some basic concepts that i think if you grasp they will put you on the right path to being uh, financially free for example whilst i was there not only did they have uh, the best houses but they also had relatively expensive smartphones um they had relatively expensive TVs and i get it you know you want these niceties in your life i mean what is the point of living if you don't have something that you enjoy the thing is is do you really enjoy these things i can say that the difference between say Five thousand RMB phone and a two thousand RMB phone, for the average person, is really small. And the fact that you have to that you buy a phone every one or two years is probably just not needed, considering the average salary in Guangzhou is already six only six thousand RMB a month. And For example, I have seen so many iPhone 10s's and 10s Max's here. I think it's it's crazy considering the phone is eight to nine to ten thousand RMB. So that's more than a month's salary gone just on your phone. I don't think that this is a good mentality if you want to be financially free. So one of the concepts that I would like to introduce to you today is this concept of assets and liabilities. Now, in accounting terms, an asset is simply something that you own. For example, if you owned a shop and you sold pencils, the pencils in the shop the pencils that you want to sell you would consider those pencils as your assets now as an individual you could consider many things as your assets your cars your tv your phone your table these could all be considered as your assets but what rich dad teaches us is that that is not a good way to think about assets the way you think about assets is that assets are things that give you money and anything else that doesn't give you money or detracts or or you have to pay to use you should consider these as liabilities and so 
what does that mean? Well, if you buy, say, a 200,000 renminbi car, that car, the year later, will cost, will be only worth maybe 150,000 renminbi. So in one year's time, you've lost 50,000 renminbi. That is not a good investment. Similarly, if you buy a smartphone that costs you 10,000 renminbi, the next year later, you'll be only able to sell it for maybe 8,000 or 7,000 or maybe 6,000 renminbi. Again, these are not good investments. We want to be purchasing things that make us more money. Things like stocks, things like other properties that we can rent out for a good return. Things like bonds. There are many things in the world that can give us a decent return that we can purchase. We shouldn't be wasting our money on things that are going to make us poorer, especially if we are already people with not much money. And I think that's the most important thing. Obviously, some of us have already made the decision that we're going to be working until we retire. And once we retire, hopefully we have enough income to uh, live the rest of our lives. But when you're from the village and you don't have a lot of money in the first place, I really truly believe that it's your responsibility to make sure every penny that you do spend goes towards a goal of hopefully meaning that you don't have to live in that sort of condition later on in life. This is just something that isn't really taught in school and I hopefully, hopefully you find this uh, little piece of advice useful and I will hopefully be discussing more about personal finances in future episodes. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is uh, spirituality and no, I am not a religious person. I do not follow organised religion um, but I do think that spirituality is really important and what do I mean by this? I mean, have you ever taken the time to ask yourself what is important in your life. I have done this a few times in mine and I have learnt a lot from answering these questions. Um, the problem is, is that uh, without knowing this answer we may confuse material objects as a way to bring us happiness. But have you ever felt that, for example, you have this really nice bag that you've bought and when you buy it you feel this happiness that seems to only last for maybe a month or two months maximum until that feeling of owning this bag goes away and the only thing you can think about is trying to purchase the next bag. This sort of happiness I don't believe is real, you know. What is a bag in the first place if not an item to carry the rest of your other things?
For me, spirituality means understanding what truly makes you happy. And this is just something that um, people around the world these days have lost sight of. We're bombarded with advertisements and we're bombarded. we are we are constantly seeing advertisements to tell us that our lives are not worthwhile. But I'm here to tell you that your lives are. Um, you just have to find that thing that makes you happy. Uh, for me, what makes me happy is learning and sharing knowledge. And I hope that through this podcast, I'll be able to do more of that. And through interesting conversations, you'll be able to um, learn more about me, learn more about those around me, more learn more about interesting ideas and concepts that you had previously not learnt about. My uh, WeChat is Y-I-E-S-E-A-N-T-E-O-H. If you are interested in taking part in this podcast, I'm always looking for more participants. Please add me. What you can expect from this podcast, hopefully, are more conversations in both English and Chinese. Um, more monologues, uh, not just from people like me, but also from others as well, because I think it's really interesting for people to share their perspectives on the world, to get feedback, hopefully not too negative, but, you know, really, I am really encouraging a lot of constructive feedback. And yes, I hope to see you all in future episodes. Uh, goodbye for now. Thank you so much. Um, please continue listening. Bye.